0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: It is Sunday night. Must be time to talk some baseball. We'll be all right at you with the next coming up next on the RotoWire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Happy Sunday evening, everybody. Welcome to the Roadwire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, sponsored by Fantrax, the most customizable free commission service in fantasy sports, and also by Underdog Fantasy, home of the biggest best ball contest in the industry. Yeah, I'm, It is Sunday night. I'm Scott Jensen. Join us always on Sundays by uh, Jeff Erickson. Uh, Jeff, one of these weeks, uh, once we get games going, I'm going to not butcher the opening uh, blurb before we do the intro.
2: Yeah, and I'll try to do the same later on in the week when I as I get two bites of that apple. <laughs>
1: i was like when we have games on like i can always come up with something like that just happened in the day and here yeah. i'm like oh what can i say funny really fast and i just mess it up and it's like, it happens but uh, how are you this uh, this sunday evening what is it february 19th there
2: great i feel like i'm scrambling to get caught up on everything i you know don't it's not for bad reasons it's good i, I had fsga during the week the fsga fsga conference in oh, vegas nice. how was that good Good, good. It was really fun and then, uh, but a whirlwind because then I had to hustle back Friday morning. I missed a couple of sessions on Friday because of that but it's only because I had Joe Sheehan and uh, my friend Jason Gray uh, who used to be on the on ESPN now he's a scout with the Rays uh, and our friend Dave Donovan uh, who is not in the industry but a super great awesome guy. Uh, and we did our annual golf weekend so uh, very good times uh, including uh, round at Oak Quarry yesterday, which is my favorite track in Southern California, at least among those publicly available.
1: Did Jason let you know who's going to get the most saves for the Rays this year?
2: Uh, he did not. I did not. I know I, I know not to ask him. Anything.
1: I'm kidding. I, I The only reason yeah. I ask is I know you don't ask him. So uh.
2: yeah, but I, I am buying in on uh, Pete Fairbanks. In fact, did uh, we start as, as a pitcher
1: but, or as a closer with a lot of saves
2: closer with a plurality of saves at least. And I think that has value. This is in the FSGA league that I did uh, uh, that we started on Thursday at the FSGA conference. It was a live slow draft. Uh, if that makes any <laughs> sense, we got through twelve rounds in two and a half hours, and then we're doing the Are rest. People just BS like
1: order. chatting and screwing around, or why does uh, it take so long?
2: A little bit of that. Okay. Um, you know, two hour. I mean, a two minute a two minute clock, and they can extend the clock if need be. Um, I'll, tw- I'll I'll retweet the uh, board after the show, and uh, yeah, because we'll start back up on doing like slow draft picks to finish out the draft. Power. Finish out half the active roster and then the reserves, but still. Uh, and it's like some people that I think haven't drafted yet and are still I learning gotcha. the player pool or learning RT Sports's uh, draft system. You know, you know there's, there's some growing pains always involved there. Plus, drinks are served. Uh, Matt right. Deutsch from Better Network is there. He, you know, they Matt Deutsch used to be the SiriusXM Fantasy yep. uh, Program Director. Now he started his own streaming network. Uh, and so he was doing interviews. So we'd get up and like talk about our picks and things like that. So
1: yeah, that'll that'll slow it down a little bit. A
2: little bit there, but it, you know, honestly, it's fine. It knowing it's a February draft, it's a it's fifty buck entry fee, so it's or it, it's not completely casual, but it's mostly casual.
1: I feel like I'm lower on Fairbanks than everybody. Everybody seems to love Fairbanks except for me. Do you do you think he became a, a different pitcher in his twenty four innings last year, or is it something? You would think that he changed because? It was only 24 innings last year, and I don't love the 2019, 2020, 2021 stuff, um, but obviously it was awesome last year, but it was only 24 innings. Do you think he changed something, or you just think he found he flipped the switch? Because uh, he walked a lot of guys before that.
2: Yeah, I mean, I do think he got better control, so I think yeah, that, was, that's a part of it.
1: The walk rate dropped. You never see walk rates drop like that, so they must have changed something, obviously.
2: Well, not only that, but the Rays paid him. Yeah. That's the other thing, and honestly, I mean – No, I I hate to appeal to too much authority here, but the Rays aren't a dumb team. Um, if they're going to pay a a relief pitcher, chances are they believe he's for real at the very least. Um, now they make mistakes like anybody else, he could get hurt. That's still a possibility. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he he walked three guys in those 24 innings. It wasn't just that he improved, it was massively improved
1: three walks in 24 innings is... from 11 11 percent to three and a half percent which is just a jump you don't see very often
2: yeah uh in those 24 games he picked up eight saves i'm not going to extrapolate and say he gets 24 or something but right. at the same time i think i did project him for 21 um I think and he's going he to be to
1: be a hot name in march i think he's going to move up i don't and I, I, I these adb is going to be pretty irrelevant when we do main event drafts i think he's going to go way higher than adp
2: i think he goes in the top 10 rounds
1: I was just say I think he goes before we take a break and uh, take that 10-minute break. I think Fairbanks will be off the board in all those drafts. I agree. So I want to do uh, – last week we did um, – I'm going to mess up. We did early starting pitchers and late hitters. I want to flip that a little bit, but I don't want to do early hitters because everybody does early hitters. I kind of – everybody knows all those hitters. I want to do mm-hmm. mid-round hitters. I picked a lot of younger guys. I think it's really interesting. You know, there's only so much you can say about someone like DJ here or something like that. I picked a lot of younger guys that I think are interesting from an ADP angle. So I'm going to do uh, – hitters in the adp range kind of 150 to 150 to 250 somewhere in there kind of the mid rounds i think are very important rounds and then we're gonna talk later pitchers so pitchers in the second half of the draft so pick 225 and after Um, okay i I got a bunch of names in there but first a few news and notes so we have a pitchers and, our hitters and catchers, pitchers and catchers, yeah, I'm losing it, uh, reporting to spring training this week. Uh, we actually got some, a couple pieces of real news. Um, Lance McCuller is probably the most concerning. Uh, they didn't say exactly what's going on with him, but temporary shutdown from throwing is never what you want to hear from a guy who's had many, many issues uh, in the past.
2: Yeah, uh, it's a forearm again. Uh, he only threw 47 innings last year in the regular season, eight starts, 28 starts the year before that, but then, you know, so he had two full seasons, 2020 and 2020. Keep in mind, we only played 60 games in 2020. Yeah. So he but he made 11 starts in those, uh, but only 55 innings. He didn't throw a ton of innings. Uh, you know, I yeah, you you naturally think you have to kind of knock him down. I've got him projected for 21 starts now, 119 innings. So that's
1: I, a, that's after this news.
2: Yes. Okay. I, I downgraded him a little bit there. And I bumped up Hunter Brown, uh, who is they might go six man anyhow. But he's a guy that certainly benefits the most. If there's, you know, he if, if McCullers is out, you know, it's it's going to be Hunter Brown that gets a little bit is going to get the step up. I may have a few too many innings for him right now. I may have to adjust that a little bit. But um, I have him for 24 starts and 30 outings total. So, and he's a guy who is already getting a little bit of buzz on our in fantasy baseball Twitter. I mean, yeah. for good reason. He's really good. Or at least he has been really good
1: lately. He's the guy whose mechanics look exactly like Verlander, right? Yeah. Okay. I, I want to make sure I was thinking of the right guy. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was. Uh, he was fun when he came up last year. Obviously he pitched really well, but obviously he made what he make two starts and seven appearances overall. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's not fair that the Astros maybe lose him to injury and they have someone like Hunter Brown just to slide in there.
2: Yeah, um, that, that, that it is, and they probably have like two or three other guys behind him. Knowing yeah. uh, for all we know, there's a uh, reason.
1: There's a reason good teams are good.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Uh, the other one was, uh, was Jacob deGrom, and I don't think this is maybe quite as much of a big deal, but it is Jacob deGrom, so people will obviously react. He has a tightness in his side. He did actually resume workouts today. Apparently, he looked really good in his workouts today. Of course, he did. Uh, but not especially to pitch. Week one of spring training. Um, I don't really think this moves the needle very much as of yet. You know, it's uh, spring training's long. He's always someone that, uh, you know, it could happen any pitch, but uh, I don't know. I, I wasn't as worried about this as some, some people were. If he's pitching in spring training in week two, I think it. you know, he he goes to the same place of super risky, but uh, super high upside.
2: Wait, were you worried about him prior to this.
1: Yeah, That's for sure. Plan. I just, I, I don't think this changed my evaluation of him is what I'm trying to
2: say. Sure. That's, yeah. I, I kind of think the same. I saw some uh, talk that
1: always oh, ADP is going to crash and he went like 40th in the, in the one of the, uh, there's a thousand dollar DC going on right now. Um, but I think that was just like exact right timing of when it happened the day after. But um, I I don't think this changes very much. If he's throwing, if he's throwing hundred in spring training, let's get, it's going to happen. I think the price is going to go up a little bit. He's still going to be the same guy as he was, you know, he always is. he to be awesome or get hurt. It's one of the two.
2: Yeah, um, I was not going to pay the end of the second round ADP on him already, as it yeah. was. If
1: he's um, throwing 100 in spring training, he won't get there anyway.
2: No, and so I, I, I won't get him. Period. Yeah, I, I, won't, mean. I won't either. Yeah, um, and I could, I could rue that day. I could, I really could. But,
1: but yeah, can, can I say something on that?
2: Please do.
1: Will you though? Like you're going to take another stud in that range. Like you may rue it if the person you take gets hurt or something like that. But like. If Jagram if goes 16th or something like that, I mean, you're taking awesome players around there. I don't really, I just, I don't think you have that much regret from my first, second round. Yeah. yeah. Granted, I mean, granted, if he pitches, he makes 28 starts. He's the number one player overall, probably. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, there's times I remember, like,
2: remember uh, Kershaw one year uh, that just yep. he had the Australia game and he got a little oh, for- banged up. I that- forgot
1: about that series. That's right.
2: Um, and he got a little hurt, shut down maybe. And he dropped
1: about to the third round. And then he had this total awesome saw Young year. I remember that I had, I had the eighth, eighth pick that year. And I I liked eight guys and he was one of them. He got hurt. And then I, there were suddenly seven guys. I liked and I pick eight. Um, but someone actually took Kershaw early in my league. It was like the only league where he stayed where he was. I don't know if the guys didn't really see the news or didn't care. Um, but yeah, it was awesome. Did those, Those Australia games were like two weeks early and counted, right? Yeah. That's right. I remember being tight. in spring training and they were playing, playing those games. It was so early. It was wild. It was horrible. Yeah. Just horrible. And they played it in like a weird like rugby cricket-looking stadium. I remember it was, remember it was bad. Yeah. Yeah, our friend uh, our friend Brad Ziegler, I remember, was on the Diamondbacks then. So he went over there for that trip. I do remember that. Um, some other news. Uh, Elvis Andrus uh, back with the, uh, back the White Sox. Uh, sounds like he's going to play second base. Um, not surprising here. I mean, he was really good for them last year, surprisingly enough. And they did the White Sox didn't have a second baseman. Um, seems like a pretty, uh, a pretty easy fit here for a guy who, uh, he took a long time to sign.
2: Yeah. Uh, he was so good down the stretch.
1: Unbelievably good.
2: Yeah. Um, and, uh, it just, I got him in one league and I think shoe kind of pushed me in that direction. I got to give him credit. It's good having a co-manager that you trust. Um, make sure you never, you know, Never miss out on a guy in Fab, or at least it's hard to. I wouldn't say never, but you get a it's a lot easier to catch things.
1: Yeah. He was 17 home runs, 18 stolen bases last year. That is astonishing. Yeah. And I feel like zero of those were for the A's.
2: Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, it was weird how <laughs> how bad he was with the A's and how good he was with the White Sox. Now he he's been free so far in, in drafts. Like pick 373 as his ADP in the last three weeks. Uh, how about? After this signing, what does that do for you?
1: I probably am still not paying that much attention to it. I'm looking at his stats here. I guess he was uh, he was eight seven for the A's in 386 plate appearances. Then he was nine eleven for the White Sox in 191 plate appearances. Yeah, so I was pretty. I was about right. Yeah, that's it. It was an unbelievable stretch. Um, yeah, i probably I'm probably still not buying it. Are you?
2: I'm gonna think about it. I'm gonna think about it there. I mean, I think he's an end game I mean he's he's your middle or he's your first reserve.
1: I'm, that's fine there if, if he gets the got playing times a currency in a 15er right I mean do you, think he, do you think he moves up before the second break so a top 20 round pick now?
2: It's possible. I mean he, he's has gone as early as 250 in some drafts okay. so but yeah, yeah. Well, I mean we're gonna need a little bit of attrition. You, you, we're going to need like, Oh, he's definitely starting at second base. Yeah. Sort of thing.
1: I, I mean, it seems like that was pretty close to what they're doing. You know mean? It was, I think Romy Gonzalez was the purchase second baseman. At, at one point earlier today, um, I looked at roster resources to see who the heck uh, Anderson was replacing. I, I mean, I think it's a pretty easy slide in. I don't know where he hits though, is the question. Cause they obviously have Tim Anderson back. They signed Ben and that mm-hmm. kind of takes care of the top four. And you got Mankata, you got Andrew Vaughn. And we're we'll talking about a little bit. That was a good tease. Um, He's got to hit like eighth or ninth. Is the problem here? Because he was Possibly, hitting, he was hitting, he was hitting leadoff a bunch for them last year.
2: I could foresee a scenario where Benintendi is at the bottom of the lineup against lefties, and Andrews up there against right uh, against lefties, or does Benintendi getting moved down period? I am nonplussed by Andrew Benintendi. Uh
1: You know, you know, I am nonplussed by Andrew Benintendi.
2: Yeah, um, I, I he's their big free agent acquisition. Yeah. Sign him for like a four year deal, and I. Just like the Yankees trading for him last year, I, I kind of what am I missing here? I mean, he's an on base guy, kind of, but he, no power behind it. He doesn't have a good arm, so it's not like defense is a huge calling card for him either.
1: Uh I mean, yeah, I guess he hit he hit 304 last year, but that was a huge babip year and still five home runs and on 520 play appearances. I just uh I don't see it. I guess that your point about on bases is fair, although the year before he had a 324 on base. So mm-hmm. Not you're even kinda, that is
2: reliable, yeah.
1: Yeah, you're kind of – you're kind of is where that comes into play. I am – I just think he's just a guy. I, I was surprised how much he signed for myself. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I guess against lefties, you could move Anders up, and he could hit uh, first or second there. That's uh, – it, it's uh, it's wild. But, uh, yeah, they, they needed a second baseman. I think it works uh, works pretty well, uh, well for them. I just still can't believe how good he was. Last year. Um, some other news we got. Uh, Felix Bautista a little bit of a slow start, the uh, presumed closer for the Orioles. A little bit of a slow start. Some, I think it was some uh, neck and shoulder soreness. Uh, sounds like it's just kind of stuff that he's been dealing with in the offseason. Um, they had a note today, expected to be in games, ready game ready by mid-March. So by the time we do some of the bigger drafts, uh, drafts in Vegas, main event drafts, uh, we should know that he's maybe had two or three outings. I think that as long as he had two or three or four outings before we draft, he probably goes pretty close back to where he was. I get I
2: have a feeling it's not backed by anything, but this is the type of oh, he'll probably be ready by mid March and he's back by mid May, sort Ooh. of type of thing.
1: Mid May would be not be good. Well, you it's, know what I'm it's saying? Weird. It's, it's weird it, that it, this soreness of didn't go away in the off season, though, right?
2: Right. And it, yeah, this sort of thing lingers and yeah, he'll throw in a couple of games and it's gonna be fine. There'll be no setbacks. Everything's great. Yeah. Um, it's two different things too. It's knee and arm fatigue. Oh, and knee and arm,
1: there you go. I said neck and arm, yeah, knee and arm, sorry.
2: Yeah, I didn't even hear that you said next. So uh, could've, you could have just let yourself go on that one there. No, I would never. Or no one would have called you out. On I would that.
1: never do that, Jeff.
2: No, no, never, never. Uh, it does quell my interest a little bit at at, at prices. I mean, uh, the thing is, you're spending that much on a closer, you can't have doubt. I know it's a long season, but I guarantee you know. If you're, t- you're spending a top 100 pick on a closer, you want him to be ready to go for the start of the season. Yeah. You want to be sure that, you know, they're not going to mess around and say, oh, we're going to ease him in a little bit or, you know, we're going to we're going to monitor his workload or something like that.
1: The reason you take a closer there is to eliminate that doubt because you don't want to deal with it. that. Exactly. Uh- his ADP the last three weeks is sixty five. There's obviously there's a there's a max pick of one thirty six now. Probably the day of the the news. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, not only top one hundred, but pretty far inside the top one hundred. I imagine that'll fall back a little bit. But uh, you know, I think that what his two or three outings look like if he has them before before later drafts in March uh, will affect that price a lot. But yeah, I'm with you. I uh, it, it definitely makes me a little worried about saying his name in the fifth round. That's for darn sure.
2: Yeah, uh, I mean, I. I would take Presley for sure over him. I already am. So uh, for whatever that's worth, I mean, I'll, I'll sacrifice some strikeouts when it's getting the saves, you know, I don't really care. I mean, it's the strikeout. I I don't completely dismiss K's, but when I'm looking for a closer, I want to get the, you know, and the funny thing is algos are always going to pick up on the high strikeout guys first without really putting a number value on, uh, you know, just, security of job and, I, and he has a little less security of job because of that um, but the next closer goes in the last three weeks and this is on the RotoWire Online Championship 19 leagues uh, is Helsley and we talked about Helsley how yeah. we're, and we got some uncertainty there too uh, and there's a kind of a gap after that you got go dot 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 and you gotta go down to Camilo Duvall hey, Gabe Kapler, what's what could possibly go wrong there? You know, it, it's it's a kind of a, a hanky little area. Some, then Kenley get Jansen some, after I that. You get, some,
1: you get some Kenley right in there too, who, you know, not quite the upside of these guys, but the security and the jobs probably uh pretty pretty significantly higher um in Boston. There's nobody else in that bullpen.
2: Yeah. But and I gotta bring this up, and we haven't talked about this yet, but there is MLB announced this past week that they're gonna emphasize calling box. Kenley Jansen is a prime candidate to get hurt by that. If you look at his how his step offs go, his little herky jerkiness, and the amount of time he takes, and now he's going to be rushed. I got, to, I got
1: a little bit Does of sense in there too. Anyone want to see more box call, Jeff?
2: I want to see more box and more. I want to see more offsides and more false starts. Like and then know, know, let's are, throw some taunting in there too.
1: At least <laughs> taunting's the worst. That's all. More thing, travels, like, more at doubles, least offside more like, balls impacts the play. Like more box would be just an awful. Like please don't do that.
2: Yeah, more icing in <laughs> hockey. We need this definitely.
1: I just—it's so—it's so crazy. Like uh, it's just—it's—it's it's boggling, boggles my mind that that's what they choose to focus on. I did—I saw the same report you did, and I just shook my head. I'm like, nobody. A like and they mean Eighty, it. They 80 mean percent of people too. don't know what a balk is or what the rule is, so like it's just confusing for people. You got random people at games not knowing why the guy's going first a second. It's just—it's a mess.
2: Yeah, bring call back.
1: The, call the super obvious ones that actually impact what's going on, and just move on.
2: Thank you. But it's like everything else in, ba- you know, in any sport with replays involved too. like, was yeah. his foot off the bag for this microsecond? Oh, he's out now.
1: What's a catch? You know, we got the, we got the pizza box base now. So we don't have to worry about that anymore. Right.
2: Uh, it, there's always something to worry about. There's yeah. always the unintended consequences. Always. I, I, I look forward to the day when we get the five minute delays in basketball that are in basketball right now. Bring them over to baseball again. That, that was fun, too.
1: Uh, yeah, I feel like baseball replay takes too- – all replays, I think, take a little bit too long. Like, if you see yeah. it once, if it's obvious, let's switch it. If not, let's move on. Agreed. Um, last bit of news before we uh, jump into our uh, our player talk here. Uh, Yankees had a bunch of kind of, you know, throwing out some news there. It sounds like at least Aaron Boone visualizes uh, jo- Josh Donaldson starting at third. We talked about Donaldson last week. We're talking about late hitters. Uh, Glaber Torres at second. And DJ LeMay, who kind of playing the rover role, I think he's what he called it, kind of moving around. Um you got enough guys there that if Lemayhu stays healthy and he's playing well, there's be plenty of time. Between Donaldson needs the day off, Stanton will get hurt. Um, the question is, this funny, though, because he mentioned third, second, and Lemayhu is a rover. He mentioned Rizzo at first. Didn't mention shortstop at all, and it seems like maybe that's uh, Oswald, Peraza – you know, if he if they're not and mention a name, maybe he's the guy there. I don't know who else it would be. I guess it could be uh, Cabrera too. But it seems like maybe had will have that first shot uh, for uh, playing shortstop for the Yankees.
2: Yeah, I think it's noteworthy they didn't. They're not considering Torres at short. Me too. I think that's that's the takeaway yeah. for me. The fact uh, they mentioned
1: every other position and just kind of left them out there, but mentioned four five names um, seems pretty interesting.
2: Yeah. Um, it also means that IKF is not his chances of playing are not completely dead, uh, but mostly dead.
1: I think I'd rather watch box than watch IKF hit anymore.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think I think Yankee fans are uh, feeling the same way there. I mean, yeah, there's Peraza, you, there's you, Cabrera, there's you run IKF. IKF.
1: you run IKF on there an opening day at shortstop, there's going to be a, a full Yankee fan riot.
2: Yeah. Uh, it's probably, it's, probably, it's probably all the cor-
1: – It'd be fun yeah. Twitter, though.
2: Yeah, at least from the outfield seats. All uh, the corporate seats that are close to the field won't show up to the fifth inning, so they won't notice.
1: It's true. They do have really good fans in the outfield. Though. I'll give them that. Yeah. I do like I like the roll call and all that. They have they have good fans out there as long I as you're agree, not as long as you're not wearing a Red Sox hat. They get good fans out there. But um, so let's ju- let's jump into some mid uh, mid round hitters. But first, a quick note from our sponsors at Underdog. The fantasy baseball season is underway. There's no better place to play than Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy baseball right now. Underdog has MLB best ball tournaments live, including the Dinger, which has five hundred thousand dollars in total prizes. In best ball, all you do is join a contest, draft your team, and that's it. There's no waivers, no trades, and no in-season management. You draft 20 rounds of players, and get the best cumulative scores in your starting lineup, which is three pitchers, three infielders, three outfielders, and one flex every single week of the regular season. Getting started is simple. Go to underdogfantasy.com, sign up with the promo code RWMLB. Not only will Underdog double your initial deposit up to $100, you also get six months of our roto subscription for free. Again, that's Underdog Fantasy, promo code RWMLB. Draft your $100,000 dinger team today.
0: So
1: Jeff, let's talk about some mid-round hitters. I think this is really where you get uh, you get some interesting names. Like I said before, I think we kind of we all know the hitters in the first two rounds. We'll do uh as we get into March, we'll do a we'll do a target episode an our guys episode. We'll do a fade episode also. So we'll kind of talk about some guys earlier. But I want to talk about the mid-round guys here. Like I said earlier, I kind of picked some younger guys just because they're they're a little more interesting to talk about. Uh, first one I got is from the uh, the Cal Bears Andrew Vaughn, uh, White Sox. Uh, he's picked about. I'm using uh, the last three weeks of draft champions, just kind of a, a ballpark ADP's ADP's one fifty one. Uh, last year, he had 555 plate appearances, hit 271, 17 home runs, 76 RBI. Uh, White fell a little bit, but a hard hit went up. He was a 90th percentile hard hit guy last year, 40, 48.5%. Uh, he's got a really nice strikeout rate for someone with that uh, you know, decent, pretty decent pop. Uh, he's his strikeout rate only last, last year was only 17%, really low number in today's baseball for a guy with some pop. Uh, where are you and Andrew Vaughn? I mean, this is a, this is full price. It's the 10, 11 turn. It's, uh, you know, he's, he's pretty high up there, but, uh, where are you on Vaughn as we enter uh 2023 here?
2: I got the, I, I he's like type of guy that I feel like, okay, he's had, a, you know, certain times major leaguers need X number of accumulated plate appearances. Maybe it's a thousand, maybe it's 600, something like that. Um, and then the light turns on. I feel like that's the case with Vaughn. The only thing is, you know, he, he slumped down the stretch. His overall numbers could have looked a lot better if they took out yeah. the last two weeks of the season. Uh, really fell apart down the stretch. Uh, dropped like 50 points OPS in the last two weeks. But aside from that, I mean, yeah, um, I, I, I'm on board with him. I, I think he's a very nice target when you're looking for waiting on first base a, a little bit there. I think that that's a, a fun little area to g- kind of get get your first baseman. There are others there, but I also – you get at first and outfield eligibility. Always I nice. like that. Yeah. Um I think he's in a better spot in the lineup this year. And there's just no doubt where he's going to play. He is at first base, period. Jose Abreu is gone. Yep. Vaughn moves up a spot in the order, too. Let's don't forget about that. I think that helps, too. And Tony is gone.
1: I, yep. Honestly, I think that's a huge thing for him. Uh, I do, too. This is It's funny. As we go through some of these guys, I find that I like some of them and I don't like some of them. So it's not all, like, you know, guys I talk. I want to talk about because I like them. Uh, I do really like Vaughn. I just think he's a really sound hitter. I don't think you're going to get a you know, 42 home run season or anything like that. He's got no speed, but I think he's just going to be really solid. Um, when you get a guy who strikes out that, that little, the batting average, there's a batting average floor in there. He hit 271 last year. Like you said, should play every day, should hit, you know, fifth or sixth kind of maybe depending on how other guys in the lineup are going, but you know, fifth or sixth in that lineup, good home park, um, you know, hits uh, hits a decent amount of fly balls. So I think the home runs will come in that park. Uh, I do yeah. really like Vaughn at this price.
2: I do too. Um I like, yeah, I, I think I will have some, and he might even creep up a little bit, but
1: I'm not, I'm okay with that too. Uh,
2: yeah. but
1: although as, as pitchers creep up a little bit too, some of these hitters kind of usually tend to stay the same, even the ones that are the people like.
2: Yeah. I think we talked to, uh, maybe it was with Fred. I just, I thought it might've done it with you. Crone Walker and Andrew Vaughn are kind of in group together. I think actually I did it with Fred cause we were doing kind of a one V one, except in this case we did one V one V one, um, on like, like players in like draft spots. So, you know, you, you, you get uh, if you miss out like some of the top tier first basemen, you're getting around 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 nine. Um, let me ask you this question: CJ Crone, Christian Walker, Andrew Vaughn, who do you have?
1: Uh, my answer would be I, I kind of like this range getting one of these guys. Um, I would go Crone third. I go Walker and Vaughn pretty close. It depends on what I needed. If I needed a a little more pop, I probably go Walker. If I need a little more batting batting average, I would go I'd go Vaughn. But I do like those two guys a little more than Crone. I just like the fact they strike out less, maybe give you a little more batting average floor. And maybe although,
2: less ballpark-dependent, too. Yeah,
1: and, you know, cores probably helps the helps the batting average also. But, uh, yeah, I think it's a really good little pocket of three guys here. If you do uh, run out and, you know, don't get a first baseman early, there's a good range where you you want to make sure that uh, if you don't have one, maybe it's a good time to focus in and get one, because those are three pretty good options at the price. Yeah, for sure. All guys hit the ball hard, um, you know, and Vaughn doesn't, Vaughn doesn't strike out very much. Walker actually doesn't strike out a ton either. As for as, uh, as much batting average struggles as he's uh, he's had – uh, still under twenty percent strikeout rate last year. I was surprised by the number.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think there's some positive growth there.
1: Yeah, we've been we've been Christian Walker fans on this podcast, so I think that uh, you know he's had, uh, he had he had the a rough batting average here at two forty two, but you know thirty six ninety four. Uh, you know, and backed up by all the hard hit metrics. I uh, I, I like all these guys too. Yeah. Next thing I want to talk about, uh, ADP is about 170. Uh, third baseman in Pittsburgh, Cabrian Hayes, who uh, you know had some prospect hype and came up and hit really well that uh, that first uh, little cup of coffee he had in the majors. Uh, hard hit rate was actually good, but he just hit so many ground balls. They just didn't hit a lot of home runs. Doesn't got a lot of barrels. His barrel rate's under 4%. Uh, 28% fly ball rate just kills the power, explains why, you know, hits the ball hard but not a lot of barrels. Um, he had 20 stolen bases last year, though, so kind of that really propped up his value. Only seven home runs and 41 RBI, which really hurt from a corner position. I guess my question for you is: Do you think the stolen bases remain? Do you think 20 is a, a spot he can get to? Obviously, we've got the the new rules, maybe help him a little bit. But uh, what are you doing at this uh, this price? His ADP is about 170. Uh, I'd like to say that <laughs> that's exactly how I feel about Cabrian Hayes. Uh, yeah, I'd like to say
2: that there there's I should I should hope for some growth here. It's just so little power, though. Uh,
1: and year over year little power so like it was just a weird down power year last year
2: it's like you would have to get a second baseman with power and not speed and pair him with hayes yeah to get this catch up on the speed i understand third base is thin so i get the appeal of like getting something that someone that does anything pretty good in this range but give me matt chapman over hayes uh and chapman goes just only a little bit ahead of him Uh, Chapman's at, you know, ADP in the last three weeks, at least in Rotoar Online Championship Leagues is 162 and Hayes is 167. I mean, that's, I'm going to take Chapman every time there. Um, I, if you scroll, there is a gap after that among third base eligible guys though. So that's, you go all the way down to Alec Boehm at 196. So that's a gap. Um, I, I guess, the whole I think is if you don't want to go in that if if you don't want to miss a third baseman go down to the Bohm range prioritize it. Make sure you get the one that you want instead of taking the last in this tier. I mean otherwise then you're like speculating on Jordan Walker or you're going farther down Josh Rojas and you can see it's definitely a a, a drop in quality.
1: Matt Chapman had the 10th highest hard hit rate in baseball last year.
2: Yeah, and I I love that, you know, the park change should help him as much as anyone. Fly ball hitter, hard hit rates high. They moved the uh, left center in, although that made the fences taller in the process. But nonetheless, I, I I think he's a target for me this year.
1: I just, uh, if he could just cut the strikeouts a little bit, he just, the, the, he could actually cut him the last three years. He got from 35% to 32% down to 27.5%. If he cut that at all, I mean, that batting average just kill, has killed him the last three years, but he cuts it all. I mean, the amount of hard contact he has, just put the ball in play. Like he just, yeah, there's it's it's right there. He just like needs to fix one little thing. You know, a few more line drives, a few less fly balls, a little less strikeouts. He could just he could pop so, so nicely, too.
2: Well, not only that, but then like the defensive alignment rules might help him a little bit, too. So batting average doesn't hurt as much. I, I think it I yeah, it, it's going to help every single batter. But just I think I'm more positively inclined towards Chapman. Certainly, I would take him before Hayes. Um, I, I, I would I, unless I'm just dying for stolen bases at yeah. this point.
1: We're going to talk about someone that might fix those stolen bases in a few minutes though. So hold on. Okay, um, that's a tease. You like that? Uh, yeah. Next up in Atlanta, uh, Von Grissom has been the, uh, a lot of chatter in this offseason. Like a lot of people are like, are they really going to start him at short? Is he going to sign somebody? Obviously Dansby Swanson left. Uh, Grissom, had his debut last year in the majors. 156 plate appearances, five home runs, five stolen bases. Hit 291 uh, Hard hits, pretty blah. Barrel rates, pretty blah. Uh, the K rate uh, has been really good in the minors. Jumped up in the majors to 22. percent But you think that you know it's a first time around kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you where do you follow Grissom? Because 170 feels a little bit high to me for what I saw. I mean, he had 20 seven stolen bases in the minors last year so i guess you're paying for the speed here he's not super fast 59th percentile sprint speed uh my question is do you really think they, they buy him at shortstop full-time and where does he hit because i think it might be ninth to start
2: i think that's possible i saw some some discussion on him on and fantasy twitter about uh and I, I love how i'm just generic it was it was it was a
1: wild week in fantasy twitter this week Fantasy baseball twitter finally got going this week
2: yeah it did uh but some chatter about him maybe starting the year in the minors but i, I I don't see it, Scott.
1: Who, who does Orlando Arcia play shortstop? Then I mean, no, I guess I was, I was asking you who, and I, I guess that's the answer.
2: I'm looking at Arcia, Adrianza, Adrianza, or Heshavaria. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, I, I think unless I think he Grissom ha, he'd just have to
1: look horrible in spring, right? That's exactly what yeah. I was just about okay. to say. Yeah,
2: yeah, it, it, he would have to completely flop to be sent down, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, they they kind of cleared the runway, didn't they? Yeah. I mean, by letting Dansby walk and. I don't think they aggressively tried to keep Dansby. So
1: yeah, I mean, yeah. Hit was, me if I'm
2: wrong, if you're listening and you're a Brace fan and you like, you're, 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 you know, otherwise, but I, I don't think they really tried hard to keep Dansby.
1: Yeah. And I think that um, it, it didn't, sure. didn't seem like it. I just think that, and we talked about maybe he tanks in spring, but I think he have to tank in spring and then probably tank in April also. Like, I think that he did enough last year, both in the minors and majors, that I think they give him a shot. No, I mean, If he sucks all through April, and he's hitting 195, sure, maybe something different. But I I think at least the first month, and I think as long as he's fine, I just, they, they don't have anybody that is really pushing him, I just don't think.
2: Yeah, um, that's right. Uh, but, yeah, I, I don't even know who's out there, like, veteran-wise to go address. I mean, you know, there's El- nobody El- out there. Elvis Andrus. Not anymore.
1: Not anymore, yeah. And two hours ago, that might have been the answer. But, uh, yeah. Um, in Cincinnati land, uh, Jonathan India won. He won the Rookie of the Year two years ago, right? Yes, he did. Um, he did. Down year last year. Uh, 249, 10 home runs, three stolen bases, and 431 plate appearances. Hard hit rate crashed. It was really bad. He was down to 28%. He was 5th percentile in hard hit rate last year. Uh, I guess my question for you, you're the Reds guy. Um, I don't think he was ever healthy last year. Uh, first of all, but uh, he was 21 12 in 2021, so it was really good. Plays in a great home ballpark. Uh, where are you at, Jonathan? India as a Reds fan and a fantasy person these days?
2: I, I you know, as a Reds fan, I, I hope he turns it around. I probably won't be on my watch. Um, I need, although his, his, his ADP is almost dropped in the last three weeks. I'm seeing like, uh, his in on the online championship, his early his min pick is 172. He's got a tight range, tight. Is uh Tuko that would say tight, tight, tight. Um, he, he's at 172 to t-
1: you said Troy Tulowitzki would say who'd you say? <laughs> uh,
2: Breaking Bad, you've seen Breaking Bad. Come on,
1: I It's a long story, but I've only, I only got four episodes in. My wife was pregnant, and she quit because once the bathtub fell through with the acid, so we never okay. got okay. You
2: that. barely because he was in season one, so that's yeah. interesting. Uh, range of 172 to 208, you never really, see that really, that
1: really is pretty tight.
2: Yeah, it's super tight. Um, uh, and yeah, I, so I, you're
1: I, not you're not buying a full bounce bag This just last year was an injury health mess, and he's back to the guy he was in 2021.
2: I, I think he could be, but I I don't count on him staying healthy. Partially, I don't like. I th- I mean, I could I could see the argument that the the hard hit rate metrics were all bad because he was playing hurt. I was um,
1: that as I looked through it, that was my only kind of explanation for what happened here.
2: Yeah, uh, but I also don't. He, he, if you look at his minor league career. He was a slow cook prospect. He never really got it. And then during, you know, the extended, you know, or whatever the uh, the alternate training site camp, I, I guess like the light clicked on for him and he was adjusting to a new position then. And so he didn't get called up that year, but you know, he made big strides, but before that, he was kind of that high draft pick that really never like dominated like he should have. Um, so he could have been regressing back to that mean last year too. I think that's a possibility. Counting stats are going to be bad because the team is bad. Uh, So, you know, you're you're going to lose out on runs and RBI to other guys. Then again, I mean, that's probably all reflected in the price too. Um, It's kind of like an an efficient market. There's a lot of second basemen in this range too. So often I've been like, if you give them them to me at 200, sure, I'll take it. But I I could take Brandon Drury just the same. I could take Cronenworth just the same. Um, I like I like India better than Luis Arias while I continue to scroll down. I like him better than Josh Rojas. Kettle Marte, actually, I'm kind of intrigued by a little bit way down there at uh, 214. Point is, there's a lot of second baseman. I'm not going to make a priority to, to identify him and jump this price a little bit. But if he's the one that falls, sure, I'll take him.
1: Perfect. That's a, as, a, as a Reds fan, that's good to get your your input on that one. Uh, let's jump into the catcher market for a second. Uh, Danny Jansen's an interesting guy to talk about. His ADP is about 182. Mm-hmm. Um, hit 260 last year, only 248 plate appearances. He was hitting well, then he got hurt, then he came back, and it was rough, and then... Uh, but huge hard hit numbers. And you can you you kind of have seen his name get buzzed about on you know fancy baseball Twitter. We mentioned that a couple of times, but uh 46 and a half percent hard hit rate, 13 barrel rate last year, dropped his K rate under 18. So a lot of really good numbers. There's a situation where this is not a discount, this is pick 182. You're drafting really good players around here, and he's got uh, I do like the profile, but You've got Alejandro Kirk who's going to catch some, also DH. But they signed Brandon Belt who's going to probably you know DH a bunch also, especially against righties. You know Vlad's obviously going to play at all times. Uh, how do you feel about Jansen in terms of the, the playing time, the player, and in the, the, this price at one eighty two? I like him.
2: I uh, I kept him. I think in XFL, or at least I went out and got him in XFL way back in November. Uh, the Varsho trade is good yeah, because sure. Varsho's not going to catch. Uh, so this this. Opens up more playing time because that's one less catcher. They traded away a catcher, obviously, in that one. Uh, So this is Gabriel, Gabriel,
1: Gabriel Moreno. Yes, correct.
2: Thank you for identifying that. So I think Jansen plays a good, goodly amount because Alejandro Kirk's going to DH a lot too.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, And Jansen can play. Remember, Jansen was the it Toronto prospect at one point in time. He's finally seems like he's gotten it a little bit more. I think he's a solid player not gonna I, I think he's in that whole like could become the next sean murphy type of player
1: that's uh that's i mean i would certainly take that at the price i just i mean you look at his numbers he can hit the ball hard there's no doubt about that and i think the the, the not dropping his k rate four percent is a really nice uh, thing you know boost that batting average up because he's not fast not gonna have a huge bad he hit 223 202 2021 but you cut those strikeouts keeping the ball hard is why he you see you look up and he hit 260 last year yeah uh next on my list is a guy that I thought I was going to be very in on to a closer look at and I am uh, I'm not so in on as it. Oscar Gonzalez with the Guardians. Uh ADP is uh about 1 uh, 190 to 195 uh pretty decent uh rookie campaign last year. 296 11 home runs, 43 RBI in 382 plate appearances. Um K rate uh, was a bit worse a bit worse than the majors but still really good at 19.6%. Um I actually think Oscar Gonzalez has an approach problem. And if I look at it and see it, I think teams are going to figure him out a little bit. Um, he had a really, he was a, he was first percentile in chase rate last year.
0: Yeah. He first. will
1: swing the bat.
2: There's he no a, doubt about it.
1: His chase rate was 46 and percent last year. The average MLB average is 28 and percent. Like he was 20% higher um, and never walks. So like, he feels like a guy to me that just is going to, is swinging. He's, he's getting his hacks off. I just think pitchers are going to figure that out. I and mean, he feels to me like a guy that is going to struggle early. He, it, the pitchers are going to adjust. He's going to have to adjust back. And it's a, it's always a game, especially with young guys. Um, I think I'm out, out in Gonzalez's price and kind of surprised me because I liked him last year. Um, I liked what I saw when I watched him play. But uh, as I looked a little deeper, uh, I think he's going to struggle. I think the batting average is going to be an issue. He hit 296 last year. I would go way, way under on that.
2: Okay, I can see it. Um, I, I'm actually kind of – Kind of like him, but you're right. He doesn't make like Quan like contact either. So if you're going to swing that much, you've got to be probably at 15% K rate, you know, uh, in 19.6% last year. And if he gets found out a little bit more, yeah, I can see that being a problem. So yeah, Uh, I might, I might be, that might be a player I need to adjust a little downward a little bit there.
1: I was uh, I was surprised by it but you know it's why I enjoy uh, enjoyed doing this. I enjoy looking yeah. at players and looking into it. I was uh he was someone that I when I looked at the price and I put him on the on the spreadsheet I'm like that's going to be someone I'm going to like uh, I don't uh, I don't love his approach. I think he's going to have I think he's going to struggle this year.
2: Yeah, you might be right about that.
1: A guy that uh, I also think uh, might struggle it's interesting. I want to hear your thought on this. This is a huge prospect is Riley Green in Detroit. Um, last year uh, he played he had 418 plate appearances, hit 253 uh, no pop at all. He had uh, five home runs, and he only had one stolen base, too. Uh, solid hard hit rate, 45%. Barrel rate, 9.3%. So, those pretty good numbers right there. Um, fly ball rate killed his he killed his power. He only had 24% fly ball rate. Uh, where are you at Riley Green? Because I just worry about the strikeouts. They were high in the minors, too. Like, everyone's while he was 29% last year, and you look always and, you and you're look like, oh, well, he was, you know, 19% in the minors. That's fine. But he had a couple of years of 27, 25, 27 in the minors. I worry he's just going to strike out a ton.
2: Yeah, he will. I mean, I, I I want to be able to boost him because the ballpark changes. I want to, and I, I, I think there's, you know, I think sometimes we have a problem of like looking back and saying that is that player, but then again, you know, without finding the proper, you know, like advancement, but then again, then you go into, you go into wish casting a little bit, right?
1: You do. And I, I really like, and he's fun to watch. He's really fun in center field um he hit 202 with a 35 percent whiff rate on breaking balls last year i don't think he's ready to hit yet
2: yeah i think you're probably right about that i i don't have that aggressive a projection for him so what is, what is your projection for him like nine homers oh um, that's
1: that's low then you're lower than the low in the math. 256
2: on one, six, batting average you know I, it's pretty tame someone, i need
1: someone in the chat asked about gavin lux i promise he is on the list tonight so he's coming up in a little bit here okay um, yeah, you're, I mean, you look at like steamers at 13 home runs, the bad X is 13. So yeah, you're. But I, nine yeah.
2: to 13, really? I mean, does it matter? The no, I'm saying you're number?
1: not, uh, you're, you're in the same range. You're definitely not, uh, definitely not optimistic on him for sure.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But if he hits 255 with 12 home runs and steals five, like he can't play that. Right.
2: Yeah. It's hard to, I, I, I want to like him a lot too. I,
1: do too. I, I thought I would when I looked at it, but and we're talking fantasy here. I just, I, I wonder that it's just hard to it's hard to play a guy that doesn't hit for a bunch of home runs or steal a bunch of bases. Like he better score a lot of runs and plays in Detroit. And uh, I just, I just don't see it. Or he's got to hit for a high average and he's not going to do that. He is going to hit you know, mm-hmm. 250 or something. Uh, I find it hard to get behind him. Fantasy wise at that price where you're, you're still in like the 13th, 14th round. We got some good players.
2: Yeah, Exactly.
1: So back-to-back guys I didn't like. So uh, CJ Abrams uh, in Washington uh, got traded in the uh, in the deal with the Padres there. Uh, so made his debut last year. He hit uh, 246 with two homers and seven steals, 302 plate appearances. Obviously a lot. He's a big prospect guy. A lot of prospect hype here. Um, he was uh, had a had a good year in 20. He had 13 stolen bases in 2021 and only 42 games. So he is a speed guy. Um, he is fast. 91st percentile uh, sprint speed. Um, he appears to be a starting shortstop in Washington. There are some – if you look at roster resource, they have him hitting second right now, so that's something that suddenly becomes interesting. Um, I don't know if he's ready to hit in the majors either. He kind of falls in this so. range here. I just – I don't think he's quite ready to, to hit enough for me.
2: Yeah. You, 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 this is the hater portion of the show. I apologize.
1: Uh, I, when you get young guys, you're going to get some guys we like. We had the beginning, but there's a, there's a stretcher of guys that don't really love.
2: Abrams is going to play. I yes. think, you know, and guys that play a lot, they're young, they, they could get it and they could – advanced past what their stats have said in the past, but he's not showing any signs of it. He didn't have any homers with the Nationals. He had six stolen bases with them in 44 games. Okay, great. One walk, 23 Ks. And that's in uh, 163 plate appearances. That's a problem.
1: (laughs) Yeah, 1.7% walk rate is a problem.
2: Yeah. And I know we don't play in OVP leagues, but that matters when teams are evaluating. I mean, he could go back down to the minors. I mean, he, he probably won't. But you know, just and he was only twenty one last year.
1: Yeah, I would I don't even know if I'd go with the probably won't. Yeah. I kind of feel like he's got a triple A AAA stretch in his in his future here.
2: Yeah, I, I think he needs he may need that. He may, he may need Again, the confidence. If-
1: and may, maybe the team, just they figure he's 22. We, we're we not going anywhere. Let's play him and get, uh, get a lot of season. That's very possible. Uh, he is fast. He could steal, you know, 20, 25 bags, and that's going to that's gonna help. But, again, we're talking about a range. His ADP is 214. There are a lot of good players in these ranges, and I just I don't see myself clicking his name in this range.
2: I haven't yet. Um, 214 is pretty high for someone like that. Yeah, I need him around 300 before I, I'm going to get him there, I think.
1: Yeah, I think he's too sexy of a name to get to 300, too. Agreed. Uh, in Texas, we have a guy that got another guy that got called up last year. We got a lot of young guys on this list. Uh, Josh Young in Texas. Uh, it was a rough debut, but it was a, it was a quick debut. He only had 102 plate appearances, at 204, uh, struck out 38 uh, percent of the time. That was a huge issue, but he's a guy. We talked about uh, I think it was Riley Green when we talked about you know the minor league stri- strikeout rates were high, so Youngs were not. He had uh, you look at uh, single A, double A, triple A, you know low twenties, mm-hmm. high teens. So maybe this was a first time around uh, stretch here. That a, a barrel rate over ten percent, so we did barrel up some balls. Um, swinging strike rate is high in the minors, but the strikeout rate wasn't. Uh, where are you on, on Josh Young in Texas? Looks like he has a job and should play. Hit hit the bottom half of the lineup. It should play.
2: I, I, the K's are super scary, but yeah. at the same time. Yeah, like you alluded, was not the minors. The hard hit rate is impressive. The other thing is, too, it's just like I felt he was rushed when he got called up. I was like, I was really surprised the Rangers even gave him a look, uh, given, how, you know, they were talking at one point, oh, out for the year with these shoulder and foot injuries. And then, oh, OK, he's back and we're going to call him up even. And I think they were doing that for this this year in mind. He took his lumps last year, 42, you know, he had a 42 percent hit hard hit rate. I mean, that's a triple A. a AAA, so. Yeah. I, I think I'll have some of young. I mean, I understand he could go Joey Gallo on us, uh, but
1: yeah,
2: you know, he might also just get it. You know, I, I this is, he, you know, the pedigree is clearly there. Um, I, 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 you should be targeting him in dynasty and in, uh, keeper leagues, I think, because you, especially if you don't get to keep him as a minor leaguer last year, because like and, and he had 26 games in the majors last year, 102 plate appearances in a lot of leagues. That means you don't get to keep that.
1: And he's a little different for me than Abrams because he's twenty five. I think they're going to leave him up and let him hit. I mean, you look at you look at twenty twenty one in the minors. I mean, he hit nineteen home runs and what is that? I'm doing the math really fast in my head. Uh, Seventy eight games, like that's a crazy mm-hmm. power he's got. Clearly shown the power he's shown that. Um, and you just, uh, I, I'm a, li- I was, I, I jumped into this thinking I'm like, oh, it's a thirty eight percent strike rate. Right? I'm like, oh, I'm just going to pass on this and move on. And uh, I think I'm a little more interested in, in this than I am the, the three guys before him. Yeah. A few more hitters I want to talk about, uh, but uh, first a note from our sponsors at Fantrax. Fantrax is the most customizable fantasy platform in the industry, offering the greatest fantasy experience for all kinds of baseball leagues, whether it be Dynasty, Keeper, Redraft, and Best Ball Leagues. Are you coming from another service? FanBash makes that easy as well. as You can import any of your current leagues and customize as needed. Fantrax offers the most in-depth player pool in the industry, including minor league players, Need customize a customized commissioner service for your fantasy league? Fantrax offers more customization than any other platform, from scoring system to fab to head-to-head scheduling, all kinds of different various categories you can play. Fantrax offers custom, custom sk- solutions for all that and more, and it's all free. Sign up for free today. Enter to win an official MLB-signed jersey from Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Simply go to Fantrax.com slash Rotowire and sign up for That's Fantrax, F-A-N-T-R-A-X.com slash Rotowire. Fantrax, the home of fantasy sports. So Jeff, I'm enjoying all these mid round hitters. I think I'm going to push uh, late pitchers to next week if that's uh, that, that's good there. I just uh, we had a lot Agreed. of pitchers I'm going to talk about, so I, I just don't want to I don't want to rush through anybody. I just, I, mean, I think there's a good range of hitters here. So I got some more guys to talk about. Um, so if that's fine with you, I think we'll just uh, push pitchers to next week if you're good. I, I
2: think it's good to retain our focus that way. Yep, and not I, rush I, through I, the pitchers I, and I give it, it, it short shrift.
1: I think the I think those pitches are really important this year too. So I think that uh, I want to do that. Um, so sticking with hitters, uh, we got uh, pick two twenty here is one of the more fascinating uh, fantasy players this year. We're talking the fifteenth round here. We've got Estuary Ruiz for my uh, my my bashing Oakland A's, the swinging A's. Uh, you listen to quotes from you know David Force, their general manager. Sounds like they want him to play center field. Uh, Christian Pache is clearly out of the mix. He's out of options. I don't know what's going to happen with Pache, but um, can't hit. It's, uh, it was very clear he couldn't hit last year. Can't play the outfield. But they're talking about Ruiz playing center field. He's twenty four. Um, I knew he was fast. Jeff, he had eighty five stolen bases last year. Like that yeah. is a that's a crazy number. I I was doing the math. I looked up and I'm like, oh, there must be different minor league seasons. I'm like, those were all. He had thirty seven in Double A, then third twenty three in Triple A with the Potters, then twenty five with in Triple A with the with the Brewers. Like. That's a crazy number in 114 games. He also hit uh, hit 332 last year in the minors. He is getting a ton of buzz. He is moving up. I think he's going to keep moving up. He feels to me like if you're screwed in, in stolen bases in round 13, 14, like you're going to have to jump. And everybody's gonna, there's going to be two or three teams that need to jump, and everybody's going to jump for this guy. Uh, do you think he can hit enough? He's only got 36 36- Played appearance in the majors, so really nothing to look at there. I mean, hit 171, but it's 36 played appearance. I can't imagine we really care there. Um, in 2021, I jumped back. He played in double A, he played 353 played appearances in double A, hit 249 only. So the batting average is a big bump last year, but 10 home runs and 36 steals. So he's not a you know rabbit who can't hit either. He had 16 home runs in the minors last year, too. He was 1685. Um, what the heck do we do with this dude?
2: Uh. We watch as he climbs to like 150 or I something know. like that. I
1: tell you, it's going to be if you don't have steals, you better jump him because someone else in your league is going to. He's, he's like he's like that that guy to answer your stolen base problem.
2: So I want people to jump him All because right. nice. spicy. I, I like it. Don't think he's going to hit. Okay. Uh, I feel like you know. I understand the batting averages were high last year. El Paso, beautiful place to. He hit.
1: walked last year too, which is great for a guy that runs.
2: I think teams are gonna say, we're gonna make you hit home run hit for power here. i, I would assume, I'm
1: a, yeah, but assume guys aren't gonna walk him in the majors.
2: I think he will not get walked a lot. I think he's gonna find oh the catchers with release times that are super fast and pitchers that can hold him on better. I've got him projected for eighteen stolen bases, so
1: wow, well okay. that is i mean that that's low
2: it is, and i I might bump him up playing time a little bit more, but
1: i I don't. I, i'm not saying i'm not saying you're wrong i'm just saying if you look at projections like that you're you're on the lower end for sure
2: i am i am um because i i think he's billy hamilton i think he's something that range maybe he's got more pop pop than i'm giving so him you, credit billy for.
1: hamilton did didn't pride in his home runs his whole life right uh,
2: i think i wonder what he did in the minors i think he showed some i gotta look this up now uh but
1: I, so I while, while you're doing that, I'm just gonna let you know. I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at some of these projections here. Yeah, they're like most like Bad X is at 21, Steamers at 27. I know uh, our friend Vlad Seiler, the uh, has him in the I think he has him in the 30s range. So um, yeah, you're you're definitely gonna be you're definitely not gonna be uh, one that's pushing him up. Then.
2: I'm selling Rui's a little short on power. Uh, Hamilton topped at six in the minor. Okay. So um, four, he, of were inside, four of those
1: wins, four those inside the park.
2: Probably. Uh, <laughs> Hamilton at one point also was a shortstop, too. So And a min, stole
1: 100-something some, bases. Too. Yeah, and like, and so he, he was, was insane. Crazy steals. Um,
2: I don't think I really want Abrams or Ruiz uh, for the price. I think Ru- I, I really think Ruiz is going to get, especially if he does anything at all spring training, I think he's going to get super expensive. And I don't want to be a part of that.
1: He's going to steal two bases in that first spring training game. It's going to get domed, but um, I would rather have Ruiz than Abrams. I just think he can hit a little bit more. I think the stolen base upside is so significantly higher. So I know he goes later, but um, I'd I agree also, with that.
2: By the way, um, yeah. definitely.
1: I just ha- I have no real. I mean, I should because I'm an A's fan, but I have I don't want to admit that publicly, and I don't know if I am anymore. But I, <laughs> yeah, I don't, you are. You'll be back I,
2: when they when they care again. Unless they move to Vegas, then by the way,
1: if they, to, if they move to Vegas, I think I'm out.
2: Yeah, and that's fair. Think-
1: just because I hate the ownership so much. I don't think I could do it. Um,
2: By the way, I'm going to bump up Ruiz. He's going to get a little bit more, uh, a little bit more stolen base, a little bit more playing time too.
1: The interesting thing with Ruiz, like say if he gets hot, like he, he probably starts hitting bottom of the, bottom of the order. If he gets hot at all, like, there is so much room to move up there. I mean, we got – I say wait. The A's have Tony Camp hitting leadoff right now. Like, you can replace that pretty easily. Um, Ramon Laurel is going to get traded. Uh, Nick Allen is a great fielder, can't hit. There's so many guys he can move ahead of really quickly here. Jace Peterson is now predicted to hit fifth. Like, freaking joke if you ask me. But um, Jace Peterson can't hit. But uh, I just – I think there's a lot of ways he could, like, just find a way to get to the top of the lineup. And when you get a guy that runs, all you want is – you want as many at-bats as possible
2: correct uh so i did he's bump a, up he's Ruiz a fast, to he's a 22. fascinating guy
1: fascinating guy this year
2: i'm giving him 22 stolen bases now for what it's worth yeah. and a little bit more playing time to go with that i think i was a little light on that but i i'm not giving him 500 plate appearances
1: someone mentioned in the chat that ramon Loyon was supposed to get traded over a year ago yeah he was so bad that i think they and then banged up and then he got suspended and cheating, and yeah. cheating think that they they just want like a hot month and they will they will trade and they are they'll trade anything they can they can move i just think they were trying their best to not trade fully fully low on on loriano yeah
2: yeah i just the history of like the you know anthony gilaldi uh you know made a good point you know starting pitching and small bases get pumped up in the mains is true of those guys that get pumped up how often do they deliver
1: Almost so, never. So rarely
2: on the Stonebase side. Yeah,
1: I'll say it because I know you don't want to. You don't want to troll me off. But line of the Shields, is the prime example there. We've I mean, all
2: had that yeah. version of a player. Though. There
1: was a there was a couple of Billy Hamilton years where he went insane. There was the theory that you just draft Billy Hamilton, don't draft any other steal any of those steals the rest of the way. Um, Who's the Arizona guy that was
2: such a bad hitter? Uh,
1: Tony Womack. No, that's not
2: right. No, no, more recent than that. Um,
1: uh, uh, Tyke Redmond. That's Pittsburgh. Um, that's a good question. I don't know.
2: I thought it was Arizona, but, um, I know it was the type of guy who got uh, called I, up and then had like four stolen bases in a game and is on everybody's bench. I know. Uh,
1: I, I, you're, I think, I think it is Arizona. You're, you're right. I just can't think of what his name uh, is. Oh,
2: it's going to bug me. I'm going to have to try to figure this out. Backward back. How long race, ago?
1: How long are we talking? Like, We're like five years ago?
2: Like, yeah. Recent. Um, I'll be on. Yeah. Let's keep talking. I'll find it. And cause it's yeah. going to bother me. And, you know, I know the dozens of listeners that care about this are going to overstate in the case. It's not even that Jared,
1: Jared Dyson.
2: No, but that's the type of player. No, there's another guy. Tim LaCastro. No. That's two Arizona guys who had
1: 50 stolen bases in 2019.
2: Yeah, I understand. I understand that, (laughs) but it's not him. Um, But he was, he got that push and we're like, Oh yeah. And then he's like out of the, out of baseball now. I mean, it was that, it was like super fast.
1: Might, it might not be uh all right. I'm, I will find it. I it will does, find you. It does happen. It does happen pretty fast. You're right. Those are the those are the guys that get pushed up. I think like I said before, you're just going to get situations where people are going to need steals and you're like, "Oh, if I don't take him now, someone else is going to grab him and it just uh, it gets it gets really tough really fast there." So, he's a uh, he's one of the more interesting guys. I think his his ADP is going to be all over the place as people as people figure that out.
0: Yeah.
2: It is. Um, I don't think I
1: don't think it was a Dynamax, by the way because I went back a few years and I don't see anybody.
2: Yeah, I think you're right about that. So I'm gonna start at like two thousand nine. I thought I had
1: it with Jared Dyson.
2: Too. Malik Smith.
1: Ah uh, he, you know, he was Seattle, right?
2: He was Seattle. He he was with a couple of teams, I thought. But I picked oh, him
1: up. I picked him up that year. He went crazy and then next year he went way up. That's a that's Tampa a really, Bay
2: before that. Uh, and then that's it broke a in with really, that's, that's twenty twenty. And he hasn't been in the major since then. So that's how quickly it can go.
1: Forty like steals in 2018, 46 in 2019, and then uh, two his rest of his career. Yep, that's a good that's a good, no, but, good good comment right there. I like that.
2: Yeah, so you can get you can get if you get it right, you get lightning in a bottle. You get those 40 stolen bases. It's huge. But, I mean, but he's round just,
1: 15 right now, and I think your point is the probably the most important area. He's gonna be like round 10 or 11.
2: Yeah, and if he is, and I'm I'm out. If I if he's at 15, okay. Maybe then I'll take a look at, at taking us Ruiz, uh, but you know, we, we have to find stolen base guys. Yep. We have to, I mean, I understand. And it's a weakness of mine. It's probably one that I don't value enough, but I think it's the whole takeaway is I probably need to value it earlier.
1: Someone in the chat asked about Corbin Carroll. We talked about him two weeks ago on the, on the podcast, but uh, spoiler alert: we both really like him. Yes. Uh, pick two twenty-five. We had someone that someone asked about earlier. We had him on the list already. Gavin Lux in LA. Uh, the way the offseason worked out, it looks like he finally has a, a full starting job. He's going to be uh, their shortstop by all accounts. Here they have not uh, they're not really signed anybody to fill that mix. He's a weird guy, Jeff. I'm hoping you have some some words of wisdom for me here. He had four hundred seventy-one plate appearances last year. Hit two seventy-six. You're like, all right, sound out. Like we're, we're starting off pretty good. Six home runs, seven stolen bases. Hard hit rate under forty percent. Bail rate was up, is still six point one percent, and this two seventy six was really boosted by a three forty one bat up, so he got pretty lucky yeah. there too. Fly ball rates under thirty percent, hard hit rate, uh, exit velocity, and barrel rate are all under 50th 50, 50 percentile last year. Exit velo and barrel rate under thirty third percentile last year. Um, I think we all remember clips of him hitting absolute jacks in the minors, and like this is a sure thing. But he did not hit for so much pop last year, and I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing with him in the in the mid round here.
2: I think you're probably passing is my guess, but just the way you framed the question, I mean. I
1: know, I just, I want to like, I don't want to miss it. And it's that's a stupid way to look at it, but I feel like he's just such a pedigree guy, but oh, I don't know.
2: Yeah, I'm trying to think like.
1: It's not, he's not shown it yet.
2: In fact, the fly ball percentage keeps dwindling Um, and And line drive percentage, you know, went up a little bit, but.
1: It's a thousand plate appearances now too. So it's not like he was up for 35 games like some of these guys we talked about earlier.
2: And I'm concerned defensively. I mean, this is a guy that had a little bit of touch of throwing yips last year from second base. Maybe they think full throws at short. I was going to say, put him at
1: shortstop. That'll be perfect.
2: You know, maybe it's just, you know, the, the short throw. Sometimes it gets in players' heads. I mean, I'm thinking of Block as the example. But, uh, yeah, I I think that Gavin Lux is got an opportunity here. They have Miguel Rojas. They don't – they're not – the Dodgers are not bereft of options. Yeah. Uh, they traded for Rojas too. It's not like he just like oh, okay, we'll add him on. No, they trade. They gave up something of value for him. So to me, that's an indication that they are concerned of whether Lux can handle the job. And late innings, you might see Rojas in there more at shortstop, and Lux will either go to the bench or will go. Uh, you know, shift positions. But they have never really been able to fully buy into to Gavin Lux. They always kind of move him around. He doesn't play all the time. I, 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 I don't think I, I don't think I'm gonna be. I feel, I feel crazy good. you're kind of in the you're
1: him. kind of in the same spot as me, trying to figure out. So someone asked the chat, uh, Lux or Bryson Stott?
2: It's a good question. I think you like Stott, don't you? I do not. Oh, okay.
1: I, like I, who was I don't like I was talking
2: to someone that likes Stott.
1: Yeah. Jeff, I, I, I thought you kept our conversations more uh, close to the heart, and I thought you remembered everything I said.
2: Yeah, everything. Well, Stott's thirty picks later.
1: Does that help? Uh, oh, because interesting. In in uh, DC, they're about the same price. Okay. Um, I uh, I just I, I mean, you know my guys in with the ball hard. Stott had a four percent barrel rate last year. Mm. Um, I think they kind of fall in the same same boat. I just think hashtag neither. Uh, yeah, it might be hashtag neither. I think I'd go Lux if I had to pick between the two, though.
2: Fair enough. I mean, both are good lineups, though. Both are yeah. teams that should score a lot of right. runs.
1: Both are both are pedigree guys. Both are pretty big prospects. Um, you know, other than Lux was an elite prospect. Um, I think I probably buy the pedigree a teeny bit more, where I think maybe maybe it's coming, but uh, it, it's hard. I, I have to. It's a leap of faith because it's it's he hasn't shown it yet in a thousand plate appearances at all.
2: I think the analysis of Lux would be so much different if he wasn't didn't come into the game as an elite prospect.
1: I think that's a very a very good point and something that at some point. He goes away because he's not that guy, right? I just Nick, Nick
2: Senzel's on line three.
1: <laughs> did did he wheel did he wheelchair up?
2: <laughs>
1: uh, sorry, I shouldn't do this to your own team, but the sorry. It's
2: okay. I, I I've had many an A's joke at your expense.
1: You have, and so have I. But they, they suck. Yeah. Um, three more guys before we jump out of here, real quick. Uh, another young guy, Tristan Case is Casas or Casas? Help me out. Uh huh. Christian Cassis in Boston. Uh, He was, uh, he was up for a little bit last year. Hit uh, did not do much. I think he was only like 95 plate appearances, but in the minors, uh, 273, 11 home runs, 317 plate. appearances. he didn't have five home runs in the majors when he got called up and only 95 plate appearances. Uh, Boston seems pretty committed to this guy. There's a lot of quotes from Alex Cora that he's our first baseman. We know he can hit. It's just a matter of getting him comfortable and letting him hit. He lost 20 pounds in the offseason. Of course, we got best shape of your life going on here. Um, I like that uh, he was not. He's not a strikeout guy in the minors. He was twenty four percent when he got called up, and again ninety five play defense. But he was in the he was twenty one percent in AAA in twenty twenty two. He was a little bit less than that the year before in twenty twenty one across AA and AAA. Um, so maybe that helps with the batting average a little bit. Uh, he's a massive walk guy, like a huge, huge walk guy. He was fourteen and a half percent in AAA last year. Is like in the over above that in 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 twenty twenty one. So he's going to get on base. That helps him stay in the lineup. Uh, where are you in Cassis? Uh, ADP? Looks like it's about uh, two thirty six. Yeah. Um,
2: I'm, I'm okay. Get taking some chances there. You know, he's going to play, yeah. right? It's huge. Yeah. So he, he's a take and rake sort of guy. Uh, it, he's, he's, I don't know if, you know, he might be the type of player they're trying to prevent in a way though, as far as like three true, true
1: outcomes. Right. right. Um, somewhere, somewhere Jack cost is a, offended. They're trying to get him out of the game.
2: <laughs> yeah exactly uh so my
1: I, my wife once glared at me so hard i would yell at jack Cuss in the outfield so loud during a game once she was not pleased with me
2: was it because Literally,
1: it was jack or because you were yelling like an idiot uh yeah, yelling like an idiot they dropped a routine fly ball in a game in anaheim and i just so
2: you're frustrated. worse than jeff mcneil as an
1: outfielder Did you oh say he's that? way worse way worse than jeff mcneil this was and, and, this and, is, and he was out there was in the outfield, and the the best part was, the outfield
2: was shedding a silent tear Hey, okay, that hurt <laughs>
1: He's so bad in the outfield. Oh, was, uh, I did not I, did, I usually don't yell at people, but I was like frustrated and probably had a bad day and I took it out of Jack Cust. Yeah. Um, yeah, I kind of like Cassis here too. I think that uh I think the walks keep him in the lineup. I think that that, you know, if he struggles a little bit, he'll get on base enough where they you know, they'll be like, oh, he's getting on base at 340, 350. Uh, you know, even if he's hitting 230, we can keep him in the lineup. But I think he's gonna hit a little bit. I'm I'm kind of interested in this one. I like I like the playing time. I like you know, 23 it just seems like a good time to, you know, finally, you know, get your shot and stick there um i'm kind of in at this price i didn't know if i was going to be but i I think i am yeah uh
2: i I think so too he's got such a weird statistical profile and you know it it, to the point where it kind of messed up my projections a little bit too because you know the his walks were all over the the place like i tried to bump his playing time but that gave him 100 walks and that's just too (laughs) many but he could get in the 80s though yeah i I think he could too do you really think? Would you really be shocked if that were the case? I mean, no, maybe. I wouldn't
1: be. I mean, from what I've seen, looking at his profile, no, I wouldn't be. I think that's that's part of what he does.
2: Yeah, yeah, same thing with like they have a weird bunch of guys like that that are like, like Alberto Mondesi is the same thing. You know, he could sound,
1: have. It sounds like they want to run too in Boston. They were saying they want uh, they want Kiki Hernandez and Alex Verdugo to run more this year.
2: Yeah, and if Mondesi plays, I you know that blah blah blah. And you know, there's a lot of if if is doing a lot of work there, but um yeah he's another guy that you know he could he could be a pinch runner extraordinaire too uh so there's a lot of and then that's not even without looking at the pitching staff you want to talk about aberrational i mean chris sale james paxton yeah what what sort of variance could you have there you know just you you look at the entire starting rotation there uh you you can have like 300 350 innings or six yeah just whitlock start stick as a starter does uh you know um What's his name? Who's oh, it? I
1: forgot they have Corey Kluber on their team.
2: Yeah, yeah. Kluber, what does he do? What is Nick you know, Tavetta? Even Nick is hurt right yeah. now. Tanner Howell, because he is starter. Brian Bayo, is he in the majors? Is he in the minors? I mean
1: yeah, he's got some injury stuff already too. I kinda like that profile. Apparently he was working with Pedro in the offseason. Um, but uh, he's got like a little forearm soreness that uh that that never leads to anything bad, right? He's
2: supposed to throw off flat ground tomorrow, so we'll see. Yeah,
1: great. Well, I've heard that before. I hope yeah. he does because I think it's a, a fun little profile. It was a, uh, it was one of the uh, one of the late pitchers that we'll tease for next week. But uh, yeah. two more guys here. A uh, guy that doesn't walk a lot but does hit the ball hard is next. Uh, Brian Dela Cruz in Miami. Uh, he uh, he had uh, he, last year. He got called up. Uh, I guess he was up. He was up in 2021 with Miami for a little bit, for about 290 plate appearances. Last year, 355 plate appearances, hit 252, uh, 13 home runs, 43 RBI. Look at his hard contact. I mean, that's what everybody's looking at. 47% hard hit rate, 12% barrel rate. Uh the K rate to touch high. It was 25% in the majors. Uh he's never been, he's never, it's weird though, because he hit the ball really hard in the majors, but never been a big power guy in the minors. You look at his minor league record and like 12 home runs is highest before the 13 last year. So I don't know, maybe he figured something out. Maybe he bulked up a little bit, maybe he did whatever it else is, but you look at you look at his stat cast little uh, little page. Uh 90th percentile X-WOBA, 96th percentile expected batting average, 94th percentile ex slug. This dude hits the ball hard. He
2: does. He does. His ADP
1: is 240. Like you're, you're getting to spots here where if you like somebody, it's uh, the price is not too high. I mean, he, he hits the ball. He really breaks.
2: He does. Uh, but where does he start? Left field. Jesus, our, our depth charts, you know, it may not be right, but we have Sanchez, Sanchez starting left, Chisholm in center and Abasale Garcia in right. Solera DH. Now there's a lot of things that could be all over the yeah. place on that uh garcia was horrible last year um, so so is Soler jesus, was so was jesus
1: sanchez he Sanchez at 280 obp last year
2: yeah i mean uh, he could start in front of any one of these guys and i and the fact and he's is he's
1: got he's got the left-handed edge on adjun- he's got the left-handed Soler garcia and de La cruz are righty so that, uh, oof, that that's not great for platooning
2: yeah i mean i i think that the marlins are still a work in progress and where everybody's going to play a little bit too you
1: got you got john birdie that can play some left field too right
2: yeah, and Peyton Burdick, and they, they no longer have JJ Bleday, so there's that. Um, but he's
1: hitting 45 home runs in Oakland. Of course, he's not. Of there.
2: course, the swinging yeah. A's.
1: Yeah, gonna mash.
2: Bash brothers.
1: Uh, Garrett Cooper's still there too. Like I just, it's, they're a weird. They're a weird mix of just a lot of guys. I just their outfit situations, and that's the thing with De La Cruz is we just don't know. But they weirdly have some depth in the outfit, although none of it's very good except for Jazz.
2: Yeah, I wanted to a
1: uh,
2: de-, de La Cruz to be a thing last year, and it kind of wasn't. They just didn't give him the chance, but till late, and then it was kind of like, oh, yes, look what he did in August and September. Kind of feel like he's one of those guys.
1: And guys like that are so frustrating because you like him, but you pick you pick him up or you draft him, and you can't play him because they play two out of every two four days or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's just tough. But exactly, tell you what, that hard hit profile. If anybody's looking at that in the Marlins uh, front office, it's impressive.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: I'm assuming they are, but you never know with the Marlins. Although Kim Ing is there now and she's really good, I like. To been say, there for a while, but she wasn't. I guess Jeter was running it. Was she running it when he was there?
2: I don't know how much say she had, but Jeter's been gone for a full season now, though.
1: I guess he has. Yeah, I, don't know. I was trying to come up with a reason, but yeah, it's mm. uh, it's just, it's a weird spot. If it looks like he's going to play, I think that uh, I think he's really interesting just from a pure like he hits the ball really hard standpoint this late in the draft. I always like grabbing guys like that. Sure. Sometimes they turn into Teoscar Hernandez. Sometimes they don't.
2: Yeah, that's a good, good tale. I like that one.
1: Yeah, it doesn't have quite the Teoscar speed that you get the stolen bases from. But, you know, the guys that strike out a bunch of hit the ball really hard, sometimes they become really bad. But sometimes they become pretty darn good, too.
2: Well, since you mentioned him and, you know, you and I can't get enough Teoscar talk. What do you think about Teoscar in Seattle?
1: I'm... I'm so I, I like I so for I just love I love the profile. I mean, last year he smoked the ball. I know it was it was yeah. not great, but 53% hard hit rate, 15% Braille rate. I'm just so scared by the Jesse Winker experience that I just I'm a little wary, but I think I'm uh, I think I'm back in at the discounted price on Tayo. What's the there are different like, players though. They're I mean, very it, different. You can't and you can't let one guy, like there's plenty of guys that hit in Seattle. Um but ADP 75 it was like 30 last year. I think I'm fully back in. Yeah, I
2: think maybe I'm I'm in two. I I am scared about the ballpark a little bit, but he is right-handed. He's fast. He, you know, so there's, you don't have that as a Winker problem. And there's a lot of after the fact, or even during the fact, but kind of quietly that Winker had an attitude issue, wasn't working hard to get back and all that. I don't, I've never heard of some, a similar thing for Teoscar. Teoscar was hurt some of the beginning of the year last year. So, I, I think I, I could have some
1: tasker. I mean, he, swing, he swings and misses a ton. There's going to be a lot of strikeouts, but I just like the fact that all the hard hit metrics are exactly the same as they were when he was awesome.
2: Yep.
1: Last guy I want to ask you about, you mentioned him actually earlier, we were talking about uh, Danny Jansen, but Gabriel, Gabriel Moreno got traded from Toronto to Arizona. Mm-hmm. ADP is 250. Uh, in, uh, in the minors last year, he did hit... Uh, Hit 315. Not a lot of pop. He had three home runs. He had seven stolen bases and 267 plate appearances. Didn't do much in the majors, but only had uh, 73 plate appearances. Did hit 319. Uh, nice K rate, though. He struck out. He didn't strike out at all in the majors, but it was, you know, look at more at bats. You look at triple uh, A. He had a 70% strikeout, but he was lower in A and AA. I really like taking a shot on the talent here. I mean, this is a pedigree guy. This is someone that does not strike out. I love that with a catcher. Yeah. You just you build that batting average floor in. My concern is I read some stories and it's like, oh, well, we have Carson Kelly. We're going to be able to ease Moreno in. And that freaks me out a little bit.
2: They always say that with young players, though.
1: Right. Like they can't really like if he's doing well, they can't really let Carson Kelly block him. Right.
2: Right. Well, the question is, what if Kelly starts off well? You know, that that's that's, that's the, the issue.
1: And he does. Uh, he does have some weird streaky moments where Carson Kelly looks good for like three weeks.
2: But my God, they traded away Dalton Varsho for him. Yeah. I, I, I think that's got to be a controlling factor.
1: You would think you trade away probably their best player last year, right?
2: Yeah, Uh, and I understand it wasn't just for him; if, if it's I'm also Loris Guriel. But I'm missing
1: someone. But yeah, probably their best. I guess Christian Walker, <laughs> but like probably their best overall player. You're right; they trade him. And I just read these quotes and like easy him But you're right; like, maybe they're just saying that to take the pressure off him in spring. Mm-hmm. But uh, at 250, I really like this profile. Is like if you just missed catcher and you want to get him as your catcher one, or if you want to, you know, you took one early and you want to double up here and not wait for your not wait too late. I think this is kind of the spot where if you're going to get someone that still is pretty good, you know, otherwise if it past this point, you're probably punting a little bit. We'll talk about late catchers here at some point, but yeah. um, I like taking a bet on the talent at this price. I usually uh, don't get a catcher in here, but uh, this is one that, you know, we had some guys earlier I thought I'd be out or in on and I was out on. This is one that I didn't think I'd have much interest in, but I just, I think I'm good betting on the talent here at the price.
2: Yeah, I am too. Um, and I, I think the playing time will come. You're going to have to be patient though. Yeah. It, it, and especially, which the Diamondbacks is, are going to have to be patient, we which to, is because, frustrating
1: to deal with as a fantasy player as for a catcher. It's just like it, you can't like sit them on the bench because you don't want three catchers. But you got to be you're right. You have to be patient because whoever you pick up is not going to be any good anyway. Yeah. Uh, are you in on the price? What? Uh, how do you feel about them?
2: I, I am. I think I already have gotten them. I think in the twelves. So the you know I you know the I've got a uh, I've got a draft coming up tomorrow. I'm in labor oh. uh, mixed uh, labor league. Uh, but I assume, not tomorrow, I assume, Tuesday. I assume,
1: Tuesday, I assume Tuesday, online. You're not like me. flying to New York through this, right?
2: No, uh, it, it, I should say like real time. It's not like in person live. But is live there a online. New
1: York Labor Weekend still?
2: It's that's Labor is Florida. Tower's is oh, New York.
1: Is oh, okay, oh, I got gotcha. you. And oh, I'll, it, I labors, will be going to, to New labors for town. the New York during the the baseball HU Florida first pitch thing, right? Correct. Gotcha.
2: Correct. Uh, but yeah, so Tuesday night instead of our usual podcast, Fred and I are going to live draft. Uh, we're gonna stream live stream during their draft, and Joe Sheehan's gonna join us. Oh, nice. He's also in the league, so and who knows, maybe others. Do you know what
1: too. your uh, your draft
2: slot is yet? I do. I'm eighth. Fred is first, and nice. Joe is thirteenth. So oh, Fred's
1: working. Fred's. Oh, I thought you and Fred were splitting a team. Oh, that'd be that'll be fun because you guys are different parts of the draft. So that way, if someone's yeah. picking or something, you could the other person could talk. That's uh, that works out pretty well. Exactly. Oh, nice. That'd be fun. I might have to tune in for that. Yeah. Good. I mean, I hope I listen, you do. I listen to you guys normally. I I I, uh, I don't know Fred personally, but I really like him on all the all the podcasts. But he comes across really well. He's really good at that.
2: He is. You guys need to meet. You he's an unbelievable
1: player too. Every league I've ever been with him is like, oh well, Fred's in this league this is going to be freaking hard. He's a really good player,
2: and he's an unbelievably nice guy too.
1: Oh, well, see, I I don't know personally, but I uh, I you have a good uh, judge of character, so I will believe you on that one. All right, good, yay. Well, I want to thank everybody for listening. There's a lot of a uh, lot of comments, a lot of questions in the chat. We also really like that. It's also really it's always it's always really fun when that's going on. Uh, sorry we didn't get to pitchers, but uh, we'll just save that for next week. We'll do pitchers and we'll do something else next week. I just want to rush through that because there, there there's some important pitchers down there, and that's uh, kind of where you get some gems. So I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank uh, Fantrax and Underdog for their sponsorship of the podcast. If you want to follow Jeff on Twitter, he's at Jeff underscore Erickson. I am at Scott Jensen. Other than that, uh, we'll be back. Get back ask you next Sunday night. Hope everybody has a really good week, and we'll be. Uh, we'll talk to you then. Take care.